Hello, my friend, and welcome back to the video editing podcast from Unsplice, where you and I have a conversation about how you can become a better video editor so that you can work with your dream client sooner. My name is Shiny, and I founded Unsplice because I realized that the editing world is super biased towards Hollywood. But film editing is actually a small percentage of available editing work out there. So now Unsplice has become the only place that celebrates video editing in all its forms. Whether you love cutting documentaries, music videos, branded content, social content, whatever it is, Unsplice celebrates it and loves it. And we give you the tools you need to improve your skills and your career. So today on the video editing podcast, we have our very first guest, which is super exciting. Um, his name is Josiah Ward. He is an assistant editor at Future Studios. He and I met in 2021 when I was cutting a Snapchat original series. He was the assistant editor on that job. And at the time, Future Studios was called Barcroft Studios. And, um, and they were bought by Future Publishing. So now all of the videos that they make reach a huge, huge audience in the US and the UK. So you'll hear about how he got the job as well as all the things that he's learned on the job over the last eight months or so. Uh, we also talk about university and whether he thought it was worth it and pivotal to him getting the position. We also talk about remote editing across the US and the UK and really how our industry has changed completely uh, in the last couple of years of the pandemic. It's going to be a good one. It was good fun to record and um, I think you're going to like it. He has a very typically British dry sense of humour and uh, I hope you get something from it. Uh, I'd like to welcome to the video editing podcast, Josiah Ward. Welcome. Hello, hello. <laughs> <laughs> Josiah, you, you're actually the first guest I'm interviewing. So. Uh, oh, is it really? Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> if this goes <laughs> okay. terribly wrong. Uh, <laughs> it's my fault. It's forgive my me. Fault. Yeah, I'll just yeah. blame it all on Josiah. That's yeah, fine. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so for everyone listening, Josiah Ward is an assistant editor at Future Studios. Uh, how long have you been doing that, Josiah? Uh, only since about April, May 20, 2021, so about eight months. And, I've, and like in that time, I've learned. So I feel like I've leapt up ridiculously in my knowledge of post-production. Amazing. <laughs> since like just in yeah. that time. Yeah. Um, just a little introduction really to Future Studios for those who don't know it or haven't heard of it. Um, they are, and I'm quoting from the website here, uh, the Future <laughs> website, yeah. Future Publishing apparently um, is, uh, they come across one in three adults in the UK and the USA. So wow. they've got pretty far reach. And yeah, yeah. I mean, I didn't realize until I started working for them who they were. But then you <laughs> see that they, you see that they own pretty much like Marie Claire and all of those kind of um, YouTube videos interviewing celebrities and stuff. It's just like everything yeah. that you don't realize is from them is from them, basically. Yeah, it's huge, <laughs> isn't it? T tell us a bit about what sort of things you've been working on as an assistant editor. Um, 
Well, I guess the main show I've been working on recently is something called Truly, which is sort of, I think the best way to describe it, it's kind of uh, those um, those kind of magazines like, um, uh, like, well, I can't even, like Heat Magazine or those kind of magazines that are pitched typically middle-aged women. Those kind of <laughs> magazines where it's, the, uh, where it's the shocking front page stories. You won't believe it. It's the, it's the, it's the woman with five <laughs> arms. It's the, uh, it's the person who wants to form a She's, she's got her. a secret that we all need to know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, I don't know yeah for only 62p, you can <laughs> find out. Um, but uh, it's basically like it's the... It's the video documentary version of those sort of like of those stories. Okay. Because um, uh, we met when um, we were working together on a project for yeah. Snapchat. Yeah. So that's so that's one of the things. That, so yeah, I've so when I first joined, I was just freelance on like a short term contract for that show. Um, yeah. And then since about October, I've gone permanent there, which is sort of their in house stuff. Is that truly kind of thing? Um, but they also do, yeah, they, they also make shows for Snapchat and for Facebook and for Channel 4 and stuff like that. So that Snapchat show, that was really cool. That was a um, documentary called As I Am about Asian hate crime. Um, yeah. But it was, it was each episode focused on a different, um, different person of Asian heritage over in America and it was sort of telling their story. Um, and I was a bit naive going into it, and that I didn't, I didn't know Snapchat made an original content before that point. Yeah, to be honest, <laughs> I didn't either. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and um, this is the first sort of, um, I, I, it's it's not quite long form, it's not quite short form, but it's like that short long mm. form where it's yeah that, that that long form narrative style of editing, but condensed mm. down to like a few a, a few minutes. Um, but that was the yeah. first one I did in nine six format oh yeah many things i've done in 16.9 that have been then reformatted to 9.16 but that was actually the first thing i did that was strictly 9.16 format what were the uh what were the main challenges with that just framing pretty much yeah that was that was pretty, yeah. pretty much it that was framing being able to because you can't really work uh so well with the rule of thirds mm. because like one third of the screen and another third of the screen is so yeah. close together like it doesn't yeah. really make much difference and mm. you end up having to center frame so much stuff um that was probably the biggest thing and just the the layout on on in premiere like ac the yeah. actual screen layout <laughs> yeah all <laughs> oh, right yeah yeah otherwise i wouldn't say there was a huge difference between that and cutting 169 mm. no yeah i was um i was really sort of a uh, pleasantly surprised in a good way it's sort of uh, <laughs> uh not to sound bad but how like how like high quality it all was it was so um and i mean they, i mean they shot it on like Arrow oh, as well but yeah. um yeah it was but, nicely uh, shot it was well directed i think they actually turned out really well mm, yeah yeah they were really really cool um and actually since then um they have done another snap original series which i sort of helped the new edit assistant out so sort of like showed showed her the ropes a little bit amazing um, and that was really cool as well that was called reunited that was just okay. getting along lost families together oh awesome so yeah yeah it's really really cool interesting it's the, it's the kind of stuff that you know, like, if you were to see it on tv you wouldn't blink kind of thing yeah <laughs> like it's just it, it happens yeah, it's to be on snapchat high, yeah exactly it's pretty high quality content i'll put a link in the show notes for the listeners who are interested and mm -hmm. have a snapchat account um, yes which, uh, which i don't <laughs> which i don't either <laughs> so i think i had it when i was like 20 and that was yeah. quite, quite a while ago now. <laughs> so what is it um 
what is it that you do on a day to day? You said you were um, you were teaching a new edit assist exactly what they need to do in this project. So what mm -hmm. is your day to day looking like? Um, well, the main day to day is um, is just sort of the go between the go, uh, between PDs and editors. Um, it, now my role is standing it? for producer directors producer directors yeah, yeah. sorry that's all right no, no. <laughs> most <laughs> people know but not everybody well it's like when i when i first met you i didn't know any kind of lingo or any kind of um like any of the words but now i've learned them i'm gonna fall into the trap of saying them without thinking <laughs> that people might not know them. Um, it's an easy trap to fall into yeah um but yeah, my role is a little bit different now than when um, on the show that I worked on with you because it was just it was just me and it was you and another editor, and it was kind of um, and then one main edit producer. And it's just kind of a small team now. Part of the internal team, there are I think there are twenty in-house editors, and there are four of us doing edit assisting for them. Okay, so it's called kind of a constant. And it's like a, w a really well-oiled machine at this point. So it's just a constant churning of there are endless, endless show recordings and endless ingesting. So that's the main thing. It will be, we'll have a meeting at the start of the day, see what's come in from UK or America, get it ingested and basically just get the, um, get all the clips and material prepped for the editor as soon as possible. Okay. So that would be things like uh, transcoding it into the correct format um, mm -hmm. you say you work with the US and the UK and you're receiving assets from both. Are there any issues there working between um, the two countries? Well, in America, the time difference is obviously a bit of a, uh, a bit of a mad one. And it can happen a lot where, you know, it's a big team, but they're also sort of um, skeleton, like a skeleton team at its core. <laughs> so there's still sort yeah, of right. a lot of, um, you know, there's about for all the shoots that goes on there are maybe about four or five pds that are sort of kept on retainer but that means they're doing like three or four big shoots a week um and so they're basically That's having to send stuff over hope it's gone perfectly first time so they can then move on to the next thing <laughs> but of <laughs> course it's like all, all they have to do is like go to sleep or go away from their computer for a, a few minutes and internet's gone down things yeah. have gone wrong <laughs> on upload and whatnot <laughs> And then it, and then because the time difference, it's maybe like nine or ten hours later. We're saying we've just downloaded it. Also, sorry by the way, all these all these clips are corrupt. Can you please resend? <laughs> so it can sort of cause <laughs> a, then a bit of a domino effect. Yeah, That's probably okay. one of the biggest challenges, I think. But um, so is this something yeah. that you think is um, is a symptom of working remotely, or is would this happen regardless because you're dealing with clients in the US anyway? I think that would happen regardless. Um, the main challenge with working remotely is that um, if you haven't got the internet required for what is like, because you're, you're going to need like the best internet there is to basically, but to be download, to, you're probably downloading on average about 100, 150 gig worth of rushes at a time. Mm -hmm. um, and you know, I'd I'd probably never downloaded more than about two gig before I got a job in as an edit assistant on my like <laughs> home yeah, computer, right. um, and that's all got to be done like as soon as possible within about an hour or two, ideally. Yeah. Um, so sort of that so that could be a bit of an issue. So we have um, computers at the office that we access remotely, but there can be issues with that because you 
you have to do some work on your remote on your remote machine, some work on your local machine. Um, so it can right. be a bit of a faff. Sometimes you're basically doing the same job twice because <laughs> oh, you've got right. to do it locally and do it remotely. Okay. So that can be a bit of a faff. Um, yeah. I managed to get away with that when I worked on the show that you worked on, actually. But it was all the jobs after that have been <laughs> have been a bit different. And you mentioned earlier that you, when you first started, you know, when we first met, mm. you've grown a huge amount and you know a lot more now than you did then. Were you... Mm-hmm taught on the job were you given training like, how, how have you learned these uh, this um, extra knowledge well i think one of the things with um with the whole um skeleton company not many people about is that um there isn't much time to actually sit down and train someone yeah. um i think there was um i mean for the first week or so of having the job i i did just I just wonder why why the hell have I been hired? I don't understand. <laughs> like, it's like I've done a bit of editing before, but mainly for myself. Where I don't really know what's going on. <laughs> yeah, and um, right. and um, uh, and the head of post production, who's a stupidly busy man, I'm not sure how he's able to do anything really because he's just <laughs> he's just working across about ten million shows at once. But um, he like he helped me as much as possible, but a lot of it was kind of. I just had to sort of get on with it and I had and he was open to me asking as many questions I needed to ask so it was just basically just Mm. learning on the job doing it like just getting on with it asking as many questions I needed to and then gradually over time you ask less questions and learning by doing yeah which uh, which I prefer anyway I've always preferred it that way I think um when I went to uni by the end by the third year the kind of course I did we had about one lecture a week and everyone was moaning about that because they say, you know, you pay money to go and um, to get lectures and seminars. But I just thought it was brilliant because that's that's like four days a week that I can just make my own schedule. Yeah, <laughs> you know, that's and fair. And learn like that. Yeah. So, Would you yeah. say, uh, wh- what did you study at university? I did script writing for film and TV. Okay. Um, so there's, was, there's a kind of a very loose connection to where you are. Uh, yeah. Working yeah. at Future Studios yes would yeah. you say um would you say it was worth it like if if someone were is making the decision right now to choose between mm-hmm. university or going freelance or, or employment mm-hmm. uh, would you say that university is a good idea um i'd say it's always worth it um like the cliche is you definitely don't have to which is true <laughs> like you like you really don't have to like i could have got the job i've got now without going to uni you could say but the just the experience for I mean, outside of work, all of my well, like most of my close friends that I have now are all met at uni, and they're all looking to go into similar things. And um, yeah. say all the things I do in my, all the writing, editing I do in my spare time is making th- stuff with these people. I mean, it's a great opportunity to have loads of free time, basically <laughs> in the best in the best possible way, where it's like you you don't necessarily realise it. Mean yeah (laughs) and you don't necessarily realize it when you're there like it's um uh like i the only time i really did editing was at university because i i loved writing and still do love writing and still write now and make films but um i taught myself editing because i wanted to get a film made and i just thought it'd be easier if i learned to edit because then i could just do it um and which is to be fair is pretty true (laughs) <laughs> yeah yeah i gather that's the case with a lot of people yeah, yeah. it's a useful skill to have to be honest because story mm-hmm. you know editing at the end of the day is about storytelling 
uh, yeah. which is uh, as a script writer and as a filmmaker is an incredible asset. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Because then, and especially when you're, or when I'm writing things now that are that I've already got a mind of, like like one my budget now, which is like I know how to edit to a zero budget. <laughs> no, writing <laughs> to edit to a zero budget, but it's also writing knowing how I can achieve it in the edit later on, as opposed yeah. to just having an idea for it and not knowing what to do. Um, so it's very useful. But yeah, it's just a case of like, you know, I didn't have access to all the editing software and stuff at home, um, mm. and I probably wouldn't have done. But going to uni where the Adobe Cloud was just on all the uh, on all yeah. the computers, you know, yeah. it's just, yeah. Um, so for that kind of thing, yeah. I think it's very, um, it's very useful. But you don't have to go. No, you yeah. Can, yeah. I do understand exactly what you're saying um, about uh, the, your peers as well, because mm-hmm. that's something that I tell a lot of people when uh, when networking is to sort of network across, not up. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and I remember when I was fresh out of uni, I thought I had to network with, uh, you know, the execs and the producers mm. you know, and, and everyone <laughs> way above my level in order to yeah. get like a little boost up. But the reality is, you want to network sideways with people who are at the same yeah. level as you or yeah. perhaps the very next step that you want to be in. Yeah. Because yeah, definitely. those people around you, you'll all, you'll all move up together and you yeah. can push each other as well mm. um, and all move up faster together. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. No, yeah, that's very, very true. What was your, no- well, how would you describe your knowledge before <laughs> you took this job? <laughs> um... <laughs> Well, it's sort of like, I mean, I even said in my interview for that job, like I, I couldn't, I could, I could do, I could, I could do things on Premiere if I had it on editing software, if I had it in front of me, Yeah. but I couldn't, I couldn't explain. I didn't even know, like, I didn't even know what to call the project panel or what to call all the little buttons. I just, yeah. like, it's like, it's my, I, I struggle to retain information like, like just with like words and stuff it's, it's, all, it's all just kind of like yeah. through doing yeah and I basically just had to hope uh, <laughs> the head of post interviewing me believed me when I said that and I wasn't just uh, <laughs> just uh, you know I do know it I'm just but I just can't tell yeah, you yeah 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 um, so where did yeah. you find the job listing it was on a site called talent manager okay um, which because I think it was, yeah, I was at that point where, um, you know, I'd had a couple of post-runner jobs, or a few post-runner jobs, um, which, you know, it's just like any other runner job, really. Yeah. Um, and and it was that point where, I think it was, we were just coming out of the second lockdown, or during the second lockdown. Um, I, was, I was very lucky during the lockdowns so that I was working at a pub at the time, so I was able to be furloughed from there, which was great because... Um, I mean, I had lots of time to then do my own thing and build up my portfolio, but I also, um, I could also stay in London, which was great. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was just applying for jobs all the time. It was sort of, and it was one of those that I completely forgot about I applied for until they came back because it's sort of like <laughs> getting to the habit of applying and forgetting. And <laughs> yeah, I know what you, you mean. Get. And then someone yeah. comes back and they're, oh, we, uh, we got your application for this. And you're like, Sorry, can yeah. you remind me what the job was <laughs> yeah, for? Yeah. <laughs> Which company? <Yeah>. In? <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think um, we've been there. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I actually didn't get the job initially that I interviewed for, but they kept my CV 
and and I thought it was one of those things that you know they just say to make you feel better. Oh, by the way, we'll keep your CV. But then they did get back to me in about yeah, that's two great. three weeks. So that was cool. And then yeah, that was that would have been yeah April April May. Okay, that was cool. Awesome. Mm-hmm. So have you started now to uh, edit some things, or, or are you still strictly uh, on assistant editor duties? Um, a little bit of editing. So the um on the internal productions because they go across all social medias so um facebook snapchat youtube um but they've recently started a tiktok channel um at the beginning of last year i think and um and as edit assistants you get to do a bit of reversioning of episodes for tiktok so okay there'll be a, a weekly meeting where sort of producers all get together and decide which episodes they want to they'll they'd want to put on tiktok this week and then we'll divvy them up and we'll normally do about one or two a week it's the the offline side of editing is what i enjoy the most i think but um i mean i'm a bit jealous of you where it's like to be a freelance editor basically means that you can you know as long as you've got decent internet set up somewhere you can live anywhere you want and sort of yeah build your own life around that which would be an ideal way to go about things so yeah absolutely mm. it's one of the great things that came out of the pandemic because um literally before the pandemic started i had in my head that i wanted to only work remotely mm. all of my jobs up until that point were in offices dotted mm. all over london and so each week i'd be mm. in a different office and i wanted to build their remote life and so it was pretty much so that me and my girlfriend at the time could go wherever we wanted to and live wherever mm. we wanted to and be mm. comfortable. And then the pandemic happened and yeah. uh, working <laughs> from home became a requirement. And yeah. it, it shifted everything forward by minimum five years. I would say probably about 10 years. I would not... Yeah mostly not from a technology perspective but from a mindset perspective because um, the people uh, who are doing the bookings the people who are you know the ones in charge making calls Mm. uh, they're all boomers essentially and so Mm. they have this mindset of everything should be in the office yeah Yeah. and it's really difficult to shift that mindset so when it was forced upon them and they've now had two years of working remotely and uh, after the after a year they realized oh this can actually happen you know all of the technology was worked out and we had frame io um, really came in yeah. leaps and bounds and um, everything got rocketed forward in that first year and then after that that year we've had another year for everyone to just normalize it yeah. in terms of being able to work remotely yeah. as a video editor it's brought the industry forward by 10 years and i think yeah um certainly for people in your position it's it's a it's a viable um it's a viable career when when i was starting out there was no way it was possible laptops weren't even powerful enough to yeah. handle video editing yeah yeah so and now i literally just have a laptop and nothing else i just edit yeah my laptop is yeah <laughs> It's great. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> it's absolutely yeah, yeah. nuts. I think like there are people that talk about sort of a, a new normal and or just going back to normal or whatever. But I'd like that 
just because it happened for a while doesn't mean it has to be not the normal or something. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah exactly. I no. think um, it's evolutionary. Yeah. You know, there's mm-hmm. there is a new normal, and it will yeah. never be the old normal. But it won't be yeah. the same new normal that we were talking about. You know, yeah. <laughs> in twenty twenty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's like, and and yeah, it's like almost two years now of being remotely. And during that time, I know I've only been with this company for a portion of that time, but during that time is when they've come on probably their biggest leaps and bounds. <laughs> yeah, um, and that's despite working remotely, not necessarily because of working remotely, but despite working remotely, which yeah. just proves that. Yeah, absolutely. You know. Because um, content itself is going through an absolute surge across all platforms at the moment. Video mm. editors and video editing is in such high demand. You've got mm. obviously all the social channels are pushing mm-hmm. so much harder because people are using their yeah. phones and they're chilling yeah. out and, and and using social media more than ever um you've also got um all the streaming platforms who the the number of platforms are growing massively and the amount of content that they're trying to create is growing massively um and with the 2020 everything went on standstill for six months so there's this backlog and it's like it's nuts at the moment just how much stuff is being made um and and most of it remotely as well so Mm. yeah yeah. it's an incredible time to be a video editor yes (laughs) (laughs) so yeah it's like a surreal at times i think one of the shows that um barcroft slash future produce um something called ultimate rides which is this 45 minute tv like tv hour long thing and it's incredible how (laughs) they managed to it goes through every episode goes through about five or six editors all over all over the world yeah that's amazing but I've also noticed that turnaround times have got a lot shorter as a result Um, Mm. that's definitely something over the last 10 years I've noticed everything's getting the the turnaround I cut over um, at the end of last summer I cut a a TV hour in about six weeks which was uh, normally well it would have been double that yeah uh several years ago um so why is that do you think uh just because of the amount of stuff that they're trying to create right right and they're trying to create the same amount of stuff on the same budget so (laughs) the way they do that (laughs) they try to do that is by doing everything quicker and i'll tell you what it as a as an editor it it is like really draining Mm. you burn out very quickly and after I finished that job, I had to take, um, I planned to take two weeks off. I ended up taking four weeks off because right. my brain needed to recover. It wow. was yeah. really taxing. So yeah. it doesn't really work in our favor. So if people want to catch, you have your own podcast. And <laughs> your own, <laughs> your yes. own yes. And, and you have your own YouTube channel. If people want yeah. to catch you, where can they find you? Um, well, this is the first time I've ever been a guest on a podcast. <laughs> so, this, yeah, if this you is your very first welcome. interview, <laughs> so, <laughs> like, I'm usually, uh, um, uh, yeah. And when I when I'm hosting, I can just talk. I feel like I can just talk more nonsense because, uh, <laughs> I guess it's just, um, nonsense it's, is welcome. <laughs> it's called the uh, the Alternative Football Commentary Podcast, which is um, I watch football with people that don't really um, like or care about football and try and convince them that it's it's all right you know okay. <laughs> <laughs> but i'm being a football commentator so if i speak nonsense yeah, it's a satire 
So, <laughs> so amazing. Yeah, so that's all they do, football commentators. Um, yeah. But yes, I also yeah, I've got a YouTube channel that's just um, creatively my name, Josiah Ward. Um, ignore the serial killer from the nineties. Um, there's a. <laughs> Um, now, now I'm curious. I'm sure yeah. everyone else. Well, is. I've I'm now ahead of him on Google. That was my that before. I mean, talking about career goals and going in the future. My initial short term one was just get above the serial killer from the nineties to be first on Google, and now I am ahead of him. So that's Brilliant. good. Um, but uh, but yeah, I've have you do put various that on your CV? I think that's quite <laughs> the accolade. It's like the only thing. It's just, it's just one one A four piece of paper in the middle. <laughs> Not Josiah Park Ward the third. Um, <laughs> but uh, um, but no, yes, yeah, so I do various um, various sketches and shorts and and web series and stuff like that, and um, it's like it's semi infrequent posting, but that's mainly because at the moment I'm working on a stupidly over the top, very ambitious thirty minute comedy special with lots of new sketches and lots of cool things um, that I'm very happy with. But um, great, but I yeah, can't wait to awesome. hear and see more from that project. <laughs> thank you so yeah. much Josiah for coming on and telling us about uh, your life as an AE <laughs> it's been a pleasure thank you <laughs> <laughs> thanks <laughs> if you have found this useful at all I would really really appreciate if you left a 5 star review because it helps other video editors in the same position as you to find the podcast so that they can become a better video editor as well Thank you so much for listening. I look forward to speaking with you next week. Take care. Bye-bye.